Hello, you lovely lot. It's time, yes it is, for episode 108 of Near Perfect Pitch. As is the norm. Thanks for joining me. And if I do sound a little bit more frustrated than usual, I tell you, the soundboard has been doing my noggin in. I have uh, restarted this uh, recording. I think this is my seventh endeavour now. There's, uh, there's a little ghost in the machine, as they say, and it's doing my nutting. Anyway, I think we're about ready. And I can tell you this week, you stay tuned for the next three and a half hours or so at least. I think we're pushing four hours this week, actually. We've got Alex Novak, Venus Flytrap, and the Ginger Snap. Yes, and Andrew Begg, Havens, and the good old-fashioned Oreo. That is who the show is brought to you by this week, Venus Flytrap and Havens. I'll be talking to both of those uh, groups at the end of the programme, where all the interviews are typically residing. Every single one of them, actually, are at the end of the programme, for good reason, because it's just sort of sequentially relevant and it's a nice little house for it. And um, this week... As is the norm with every week, there's a load of new releases, and I'm going to go through them. If you listened last week, you'll, you'll know I'm the, the recipient of a new pair of specs, which is also playing havoc with the distance of the monitor to my little eyes here. We're going to hear something new by Connor Mason, new material from Being. There's also uh, some new material by uh, Free Money, as well as X-Ray, and uh, brand new Christmas single by, by White Horses, which is absolutely delicious. New material by Defcult from Brisbane, Australia. There's also uh, a new track by The Fernway to uh, celebrate the release of their brand new uh, self-titled debut full length. Liverpool's The Fernway have been on the show before. They are magnificent. Also, uh, some new material from uh, Singapore, from Cosmic Child. Amongst loads of other things, we've got the usual features this week, of course, which are, in no particular order, Essential Wax. We've also got our hat trick this week. Two interviews, our weekly peel, our obligatory fall. Ah, we've got two cover versions. We've got Tinterweb Time and we've got Losing One's Shit. But we're going to start off with this gem.
That is This Mortal Coil from their last of three LPs as a conglomerate entitled Blood from 1991 on 4AD Records, a 4AD Records music collective of artists largely performing cover versions of uh, majestic tunes from the past. In this case, Kim Deal of uh, Pixies and Tanya Donnelly of Throwing Muses and Belly, um, covering Chris Bell's quite magnificent You and Your Sister. And again, that's off Blood, the third of three This Mortal Coil LPs on 4AD Records. And kicking off the programme this week, we had Hookworms uh, from Leeds, up north like, off their fourth LP. It's, uh, it's quite spectacular. And uh, that's a song called Soft Season Hookworms website is where you need to go let's get into a, a special feature right flipping now shall we let's uh, let's attack our, uh, our cover version of the week here's Milton Brothers
my goodness me, isn't that marvellous? That's brand new material from a lad called Connor Mason from Derry. And that is the title track to the brand new self-titled debut LP, soundcloud.com slash Connor Mason. That's Connor with just the one N. And before that, the second last single from 1993 off their second LP, Valve. That's Milltown Brothers with the oh, Cover Me, well actually the Cover Me version numero uno this week cover me once it's all over now baby blue originally off there bob dylan's bringing it all back home from 1965 now it's time for this week's obligatory fall ah paintwork
That's quite lovely, isn't it? And I'll tell you who that was, shall I? That's the latest single from Auckland, New Zealand's Being. Now, Being are essentially uh, Jasmine Bulmer. Uh, she is Being, and that's uh, her third single, beinghermusic.bandcamp.com. Music from the Antipodes. It's brilliant, isn't it? It just needs more prominence, just needs more people to hear it, which is what I'm trying to do. And before that, of course, that was the fall from their eighth LP from 1985, This Nation's Saving Grace. And Mark, I'm not going to bore the paintwork there, a song entitled uh, Paintwork. Next, let's lose one shit, shall we? Before we do, I'll uh, remind you again that uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Northampton musical fixture, uh, Alex Novak, uh, formerly a 
a member of a religious overdose attrition and the tempest as well as of course venus flytrap which we're going to be focusing upon at the end of the program and i'm also going to be talking uh, to andrew Begg, aka havens from toronto and uh, playing a couple of his songs as well wonderful stuff by andrew and uh, an interview and a chat with him at the end of the program and i can tell you confidently next week i'm talking to mickey mickey x of lush now of uh, the new uh, supergroup uh, piroshka and uh, i'm delighted to be sharing that with you and uh, hopefully maybe next week too but if not the week after I'll be talking to a rat uh, from uh, The Damned. So uh, you've got a lot of uh, interview stuff to look forward to, which I'm very, very happy about. I've uh, sort of touched upon in relative detail the, the new releases that you're going to be hearing over the course of uh, the next uh, three hours or so. Um, I'll just uh, go over some of the regular tracks, shall I? We're going to be hearing something by uh, Terry Blair and Anushka, Terry Hall uh, et al. Uh, going to be something uh, from The Brilliant Corners. Uh, I did mention that there's some death cult coming as well, didn't I? And uh, our Peel session this week is by Moose, uh, kind of a a segue into next week's show because uh, Moose of Moose is in uh, Poroshka and uh, is uh, what's Mickey's Mickey's husband so uh, there you go that's the, the, the tenuous or rather not tenuous link between that lot and what else have I got here that isn't a new release per se you know what I'm actually outweighed by new releases because uh, both interviews are all featuring new tracks um, and uh, I think I've touched upon the vast majority of everything that you're going to be hearing this week, unless something radical happens, like a power outage or, uh, or something like that. Anyway, now let's go back to our uh, Losing One shit, which is a feature designed very, very simply to roll back the ears, draw the curtains, you know, just, just lose it, essentially. Go chicken oriental, go uh, radio rental with reckless abandon, whether you're in public or in the privacy of your own gaff.
hard to imagine what it meant to me Holding you tight on the settee Miles and miles of carpet, chocolate and tea A palace to paupers such as me The Brilliant Corners from Bristol and that is a tune and their fourth single from 1987 called Brian Ricks and appears on their third LP Joyride Brian Norman Roger Ricks actor and activist that's their uh, tribute to the great great man himself and before that Killing Joke one of two singles of 1985's their fifth LP Nighttime of course Love Like Blood that's a 12 inch version for you and I do hope that you manage to lose one's shit for a good uh, few minutes there because uh, I certainly did I was parading around this place like an absolute prat but uh, I'm sure it doesn't take much of your imagination to be able to sort of picture that to holographically project that image now it's time for a melbourne brace and every day tastes the same half a cigarette and i do it again yeah, 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 yeah. i'm bittersweet emptiness and do you like it more because you know i'm a man yeah, 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 yeah. And I, yeah, yeah, and I'm wasting time. 
the golden rail they've been on the program before and uh, that is a brand new single of theirs the golden is where you can source their material don't let go of the light is the name of that particular single and before that our uh, first in an australian melbourne brace cloves what an absolutely stunning song um cloves aka katie dunstan a uh, lead single to her wlp one big nothing this is cloves.com and i'll be playing a lot more by cloves i would hasten to say what a voice and what a song that was again wasted time by cloves 10 songs in time some scrittability <laughs> You wanna mind me too You wanna mind me too 
Up in the Sky. That's the latest single from London's Free Money via Buff Records and uh, Communion Records. Communion might uh, be a label that's known to a lot of you, but perhaps not Buff Records. It's a new label run by Dan White from Tribes and Blaine Harrison from uh, Mystery Jets and Free Money are their first signing. And uh, Dan from Tribes is the main producer. Again, up in the sky, that's Free Money, facebook.com slash bank of free money. That's how you can keep abreast of all things pertaining to them. And before that, one of five singles off uh, 1985's Cupid and Psych 85, uh, Scritty Blitty's second LP, Perfect Way. And it's about time I played that. It's been uh, long, long overdue. Uh, next up, it's time for this. Well, you all know what that means, don't you, kids? It's uh, it's Tinterweb time, and Tinterweb time is quite simply my little weekly delve into uh, fodder and ephemera that pertains to the world of digital, uh, the, the World Wide Web, as it were. And this week, it's actually Tinterweb time, and in the same breath, it's also another cover version. But before I get into the more detail, I've been uh, trying to be cocky here. I said uh, there's going to be two cover versions this week. But, of course, we did hear Cover Me, and it was It's All Over Now, Baby Blue, Milltown Brothers, doing, doing, doing our Bobby Dylan. But, uh, of course, before that, we heard this mortal coil, uh, specifically uh, Kim Deal and Tanya Donnelly, and uh, they took a stab at Chris Bell's You and Your Sister. So we've actually had two cover versions thus far, and this does actually constitute the third, which is very, very abnormal, I will have to say. And uh, But having said that, this will make up for it because it's just genius. Now, what I want to play you is something that is quite old, but uh, I'd actually forgotten about it and, and got re-reminded of it this week and have been watching it uh, a few times through. It's absolutely brilliant. So in, uh, in Manchester in 2009, there was the Jeremy Della procession. And what happened, uh, massive, massive uh, you know, procession with loads of floats and uh, thousands of people, you know, the usual caper. But uh, in this case, there was a, a, a Caribbean steel band uh, entitled Steel Harmony, and they cover Joy Division's transmission. And uh, if you go to YouTube and just key in Steel Harmony, Joy Division, or Joy Division Transmission, Steel Harmony, or Caribbean Steel Band, you'll find it. Plus, the actual URL is in the show notes themselves. And I'll play you a little bit, shall I? It's brilliant. It really, really is. <laughs> That is marvellous. That is all I have to say on the matter. You need to uh, log on and watch this video and, uh, and encourage its numbers to increase in terms of viewership. That is Steel Harmony playing Caribbean uh, uh, steel band cover style of uh, Joy Division's transmission. And that is this week's Tinterweb time, boys and girls. Now it's time for some levitation. <laughs>
Let me introduce you to one of the best bands on God's Green Earth. That's their uh, latest single. It's uh, a double A-side, essentially. It's uh, Next Year Will Be Mine and Coldest Night of the Year, their Christmas single. And it is gorgeous, typical by uh, CRC Music, uh, their label. Uh, go to crcmusic.co.uk slash artist slash white hyphen horses or go to any of the usual digital music repositories, including uh, Apple et al. And you can snag the uh, the Christmas single, the, uh, the two-tracker by White Horses. It is quite magnificent, as you've just heard one of the two tracks. And before that, their debut single from 1991 on uh, Ultimate Records. That is Nadine by Levitation. And Levitation formed really by uh, the former household of guitarist Terry Bickers after he left the band with uh, guitarist Christian Hayes, uh, a.k.a. Big Hayes, with uh, Lawrence O'Keefe and uh, Robert White and drummer David Francolini. They had uh, quite a decent uh, discography, actually. I'm going to actually open it up here and have a look at it. And uh, yeah, they're about eight, uh, eight, nine singles. And uh, over the course of time, they had uh, four records, but really only two proper studio LPs in the truest sense of the meaning. Now it's time for our weekly peel. This week, some moose.
marvellous stuff. Another band that's been on the show, that's the Fernway on Skeleton Key Records. That's Brightening in the West. A single, but it's also taken off uh, the brand new spanking debut self-titled affair, which you can get at uh, piccadillyrecords.com, which seems to be one of the sole sources to actually acquire this record in the physical format. All the digital uh, repositories are uh, stocking this particular record, and why the heck wouldn't they also keep track of the band at soundcloud.com slash the hyphen Fernway, and that's F-E-R-N-W-E-H. And before that, so from the 16th of April, 91, that's our, our weekly Peel track. This week, it's Moose. Yeah, Moose on Hut Records. And uh, that's the Peel session version of Je Rêve, I Dream. And um, we're going to have a member of Moose on the programme next week with Mickey. Yeah, we're going to have... Um, Moose himself uh, with Mickey, uh, who are now in Poroshka, and we'll be talking about their new project and the LP that is going to be birthed and uh, uh, available to all in February. There's one single thus far, and I will play that for you next week around a load of other Lush and Moose-related material. Now it's time for our weekly hat-trick, and in this instance, bugger all in terms of a theme, I'm afraid.
we were drunk once It's not like we were some dream Combination stuff is that. Now that's a new release and it's the third in uh, three songs in our hat trick this week. That is Crushing by X-Ray on uh, 4AD Records. X-Ray is the solo recordings of Elena Tonra from Daughter, no less, and uh, you can get that record just about anywhere. Again, Crushing by X-Ray on 4AD Records. That's uh, our three of three in hat trick. Stuck in the middle of hat trick was Ultra Modern Nursery Rhymes. One or two singles and the title track to Terry Blair and Anuchka's only LP. Terry Hall of uh, Specials fame, of course, American actress Blair Booth and jeweller Anuchka Gross. And that is a quite wonderful record. I highly recommend picking that up. Cherry Red re-released it some years ago and it is gold. It really, really is. Again, Terry Blair and Anuchka, ultra-modern nursery rhymes. And kicking off the hat-trick this week, Def Cult from Brisbane, from Brise, uh, from where my in-laws live. Uh, Def Cult off their second LP, 2017's Auras. Lemonade Beauty, Def Cult Brisbane.bandcamp.com is where you need to go to keep track of their material. Now it's time to hear something by Andrew. Andrew Begg specifically, and he operates under the name of Havens. He's from Toronto, and it's a single from September of this year. <laughs> When you 
Havens from Toronto. Havens are Andrew Begg, and that is a single from September of this year, so it's essentially a new release, really. And um, I'm going to be talking with him in just a couple of seconds, but before I do, I wanted to remind you that I've got social media on the go here. If you care, if you care to partake, there's Facebook, there's Instagram, and there is Twitter, and there's nearperfectpitch.com, of course, and also you can point any and all of your friends, family, colleagues, associates, hopefully, in the hopes that they will uh, garner some uh, some benefit from listening to the programme. Do encourage people to listen. I'd be very grateful, and I'll uh, do my usual super uber grovel at the end of the programme, as is the norm. Let's uh, go over to a chat with me that I had uh, rather recently with Andrew in Toronto, just before the snow started. And uh, he's going to tell us a lot more about uh, about what's behind Havens, what's uh, forthcoming from him, and uh, what, uh, what influences him. Very interesting chap is Andrew. And I'll be back uh, afterwards to play one more song by Havens before we get into some more music before we get into our second interview in this case uh, with Alex Novak at the end of the programme enjoy this hello yes hello good afternoon is this Andrew hey yes is this Dara it is it is how are you I'm doing excellent how are you not bad not bad all things considered miserable rainy day here how's it doing over there oh that's the exact same as here in Toronto rainy and miserable but I kind of like it for a change I don't mind it yeah, well, it's, it's an opportunity to get some uh, decent uh, footwear and some different clothes out as, as opposed to flip-flops and shorts, isn't it? Yeah, you got it. I mean, I, I like I like fashion, I like clothing, and, you know, the fall and this kind of weather gives you the opportunity to layer a little bit more and, and you know, do something a little bit more interesting than, as you say, flip-flops and shorts. Yeah, yeah. Well, well it's, it's, it's rare that, that uh, I speak to uh, Torontonians on the show, so that's, it's a pleasant surprise, being that you're only five hours down the street from where I am here in Ottawa. Um, well, I wanted to be on for sure. Well, yeah, it's just I, I, I came across your work uh, and 
uh, immediately went to, um, as you probably expect, to Bandcamp and uh, right. yeah. bought all four of your releases, which um, I'm sure there's going to be there's going to be more forthcoming, which which we'll talk about. But um, first and foremost, you lot listening, musicbyhavens.bandcamp.com is the place to go. And I wanted to to ask you because it's well documented, Andrew. I mean, is, is it okay that I that I refer to you as as Andrew? Is that what you prefer? Yeah, totally. I mean, a lot of people are uh, are, are confused by that, and, and I suppose we need to uh, need to uh, word it a little bit better in some of our uh, publicity releases and things like that. But basically, Havens is kind of like a guise that I use to put my music out. So kind of like the one the one that I always compare to is like with uh, with Matt Johnson, like um, that's right. Kind of not really a band. It's kind of just Matt Johnson releasing music, um, but he does it under the guise of, of uh, so that's kind of what I'm doing. Is I've had lots of different collaborators and people that I work with in this project, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's main, mainly just me, and who knows, it may turn into a band at some point, so I'd kind of be interested in, in that, to be honest, but right now, Havens is just kind of like the moniker of which I, I release my, my creative gotcha. efforts under. Yeah, it's just a personal thing, though. I mean, I, I feel like an absolute buffoon if I said, "Hey, is Havens there, please?" And you, <laughs> um, so, yeah. so, 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 I just want to ask you: you, you worked very closely with with Tim Oxford from from the Arkells uh, on 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 Fall, which is which is a brilliant track, which I played on the on, on the the show before, which is of course your latest your latest offering for uh, the likes of us to be able to get our hands on. How, uh, is is uh, Tim someone you've known for a while? Um, well, basically, the way that came about is because my producer, um, a gentleman named Ian Madden, yeah, he, uh, yeah, I've been working with him since uh, since January. So since uh, we put out Peace and Darkness together, so Fall is our second release. And um, basically, what happened was uh, when I was in the preliminary stages, the very early pre-production of working with uh, with Ian, I was kind of just mentioning some of my influences, some of the sounds that I was honing in on, and I mentioned Arkells because they are one of my favorite bands and. He said to me, he goes, well, hang on. He goes, I've got, um, uh, I've got a connection there. Tim Oxford, the drummer, is one of my best friends. And um, I was in a band with him back in the day. And I was like, oh, wow, well, that's amazing. He said, I could see if he'd be into playing on, on your music. And so uh, it didn't take long for me to really uh, think about that one. So I was, I was totally on board with that idea. And it turned out that Tim, Tim heard the music. He was, he was into the idea. And he came over and we, um, we cut three, three tracks together, three songs together in one day. And um, yeah, Fall is the second of those, and the third one is still to come out. And now we've got some plans in the works for something else actually coming up. So that's how that went. So it's been pretty cool. No, that that is cool. It's a nice, it's a nice meeting of the minds. That one for sure. And um, and uh, the video, directed by by, by Matthew Nerea, is, is a beautiful piece of work as well. Is, is that someone? Uh, is Matthew someone that you knew prior, or you aligned sort of uh, fortuitously with the, with the project? Yeah, with um, with Matt, it's it's cool because um, he worked with a band, a, another Toronto band called Forest. Um, they're quite a cool band who's who's up and coming here as well, and we've we've played with them before. And he he did some of their music videos, so it was kind of through them that they recommended him to me when I was looking for somebody to do a music video for Peace and Darkness. And you know, I'd struggled in the past trying to make music videos, like for for my last EP in 2017, uh, Daybreak. I tried making a music video on two separate occasions for the single Illuminate and I had bad experiences both times with the people that I was working with so I was really in desperate need for somebody who was good 
good that I could rely on. And luckily, they came through and recommended Matthew, and he just did a spectacular job on both um, the video for Peace and Darkness and Fall. And I'm really happy with his work, and I look forward to working with him again. I think he's going to do the next couple of videos for uh, for Havens as well. It's yeah, it's it's in keeping with with uh, with the whole package really. And, and listeners are very well aware of of, of how. Uh, the aesthetic, the visual, is, is really important to me, and, and you've not cut any corners with, uh, despite everything really being a you know digital product. Um, you know the, the yeah, artwork. The, well, the, again, you've matured from Daybreak, from from uh, you know from the two Daybreak releases to to a developing a, a a tangible what you probably call a logo, which is kind of nifty. The Havens the Havens logo is really nice, but the the uh, the artwork, especially for for peace and darkness and fall, beautiful pieces of work in their own right, really. That's that's yeah, an, is yeah, that that's an, is that Natalia Nowacki that did both of those? Um, yeah, Natalia, she did the um, the illustration for Fall, yeah. and then for for Peace and Darkness, that art was done by um, a gentleman named uh, Jeff Bolton, um, both uh, Toronto uh, artists. But um, yeah, Jeff designed the logo that that you were talking about, and um, yeah, we incorporated it onto to both those um, those album covers, and and I think the next release we're definitely going to keep that up because. I think it's a pretty, pretty strong logo that they created there with the offset um, A and, and B. I, I really like that. A lot of people have commented on that. So if we can we can make something striking and unique like that, I think if any band can do that, they're, uh, they're on the right track. So we're going to stick with that, I think. No, it looks very good. And again, I'm a, I'm a sucker for uh, for how things look, and, and uh, that that certainly checks all the boxes for me in my, in my little world. Um, Cool, thanks. No, no, not a problem at all. You see, it seems that you, you gain a lot of steady momentum, though, uh, in terms of the, the impressions that you're getting and and, uh, uh, and the streams that you're getting, especially on Spotify. That must be very, very rewarding at this, at this juncture to know that people are wanting to listen to your music. And, and at this point, much like myself, uh, looking forward to the next release, which I'm going to ask you as my next question when that's going to be and what it is. But uh, uh, you must be very happy with this this nice natural momentum that you've gained over the past little while. Oh, certainly, certainly, yeah. It's um, it, it's it's the kind of thing that we're we're just trying to look for, just that gradual accumulation in each release. Where I'm not uh, deluded into expecting, you know, there's going to be this overnight grand success. I I, I realize that it's going to be a lot of hard work going forward, and it's just that's why we're doing singles. It's because it's easy for me at this point to release every three or four or five months. I put out a new single, promote it with a video, and um, and a promotion campaign, and then we just slowly kind of build up the, the followers and the numbers from there. So it, it is very nice to see that, you know, these efforts are being rewarded and, you know, the followers are increasing and the views and the streams are, are, are getting higher and higher. So it's, uh, it's nice to see that. So, and like I said, it's not any crazy, vast um, success, but it's nice to see some real numbers are starting to flow in now. So hopefully that grows on the, on the next release too. I do hope so. So again, that's a nice little segue, isn't it? Um, so what's, what can we expect uh, now as, as post-fall post material? Well, we got a couple of plans. So the third single that we um, tracked that day with Tim Oxford back in March, um, that's a song called Taking Me Away. And that song we've played live before for a little while now, but this, uh, this new version is, is a little different that we've done in the studio. Um, and that's going to be coming out probably in late January, early February. Right. And that's going to kind of like tie in um, this uh, trilogy of, of songs that I've put out and, and they're all kind of under the theme of love they kind of examine love from three different standpoints so <clears throat> Peace and Darkness was kind of about uh, hanging on to the good moments when you have them and cherishing love when it's good 
And fall, the current single is about um, it's belongingness. It's about you know waiting for love and, and being a little bit uh, frustrated with the monotony of uh, the dating landscape <laughs> in the modern age. <laughs> yeah, I, I often I often talk to to my wife about this, saying you know if I was chucked out into the uh, into the dating arena now, I would not have a bloody clue what to do. Basically, follows like the the, the path of, of of a young man, I suppose, who's who's uh, frustrated with um, with the modern dating landscape. And, you know, there's nothing uh, autobiographical about that at all. It's not about <laughs> me because I always have perfect success there, you know. Of so, course. So it's not about me. Of course, yeah, that's, <laughs> but, what, that's what they all say, mate. Yeah. That is what they all say. Yeah, of course, yeah. Well, it's, it's well documented that you've got... Uh, you've got... Uh, well, consummate taste in, in, in my very, very subjective and biased opinion in terms of the music that, uh, that has formed you, um, in the likes of... Uh, Canadians arcade fire, but also you know heavy British influence with the usual suspects, uh, the Smiths, Cure, Ride, uh, and, and it is evident in the music. But it's not you know it's derivative uh, without being um, copyist, if, if you know what I mean. I'm sure that I'm sure that resonates with you. You can't deny your your upbringing, um, and it's also it's also as reading that you are you'd love, love to one day work with Stephen Street. Yeah, it's um, yeah, just like you said, all all those British influences definitely are are very um, very close to me, and and yeah, so most of my favorite bands are are kind of like eighties, nineties um, UK bands, but certainly a lot of stuff from from Canada and and the US as well, and and other decades, other eras. I, I listen to quite a bit of music, but the most direct influences for Havens are definitely the new wave and and um, and dream pop and and alternative music of uh of the uk i think but well, um, well i'll tell you what yeah. i'll tell you what i think you'd really enjoy this uh, podcast uh, called near perfect pitch i'm just just chucking it out there um, oh yeah i'm quite, I'm quite, I'm quite sure what you're doing is, is great there it's, um yeah I've, I've definitely tuned in and it's amazing the uh the diverse amount of um of music you hone in on and the fact that some of it's more established and some of it's more up and coming like me like you you definitely have a a great year for compiling um, uh, all sorts of talent. So kudos to you for that. Oh bless you, Cracky! I wasn't digging at all. I was just trying to be, you know, just trying to be slightly funny, which I have difficulty with. But thank you very much. <laughs> that, that's appreciated. No worries. Um, that was my cue. So <laughs> well, well, Cracky, you're very, you're very well trained. I'll tell you that for nothing. Um, so, so <laughs> obviously there's 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 a there's a, there's a future for, for the band. Actually, I was going to say that Stephen Street's a friend of mine on Facebook. I should send him your tunes. Do you, do you, oh, why, why, why don't you send Why don't you send me a little blurb, and uh, I'll send it. I'll send it to him because um, it, it can't hurt. That's how these things happen. You just have to either pick up the sure. phone or, uh, or or send a message. So, off off offline, send me something, and I'll make sure Stephen gets it. Yeah, sure. I'd, I'd absolutely do that. Thank you, there. That's um, that's very appreciative. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm 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 tied up for the next little while. Of course, working with uh, with Ian Ian Madden, my my current producer, who's uh, fantastic, but. Um, yeah, in the future, you know, I look to, of course, expand my career and work with all sorts of people, and I'd love to, yeah, just to see where, where things go. But Stephen Street's definitely probably one of my favorite producers, um, because most of my favorite bands, a lot of them, um, work with him, so a lot of my favorite sounds and biggest influences, uh, come from him, so, yeah. Well, great. No, it'd be lovely if, if, if you could somehow, over the course of time, uh, get aligned with him. I mean, his his CV is is, is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I, I don't need to tell you about that. And uh, yeah. uh, the more I scroll through his CV, it's it blows my little mind. He's he's definitely definitely up there with with the John Leckies in terms of the top ten producers in my little uh, in my little world. Yeah. Anyway, 
Um, now, here's something interesting that I'd, I'd, I'd like to learn about too, because in Toronto, to the uninitiated, I mean, because this is a global program, uh, you know, those people that, that don't live in North America think, my God, Toronto is five hours away. That now um, they, they probably never never visit each other because it's you know in European standards, it's, it's it's a long way away. But Toronto, yeah. Toronto has always had a, a vibrant music scene. I used to be a, I used to be in Toronto a lot when I used to be in the, the music industry myself, and um, the, they've always had a, a wonderful uh, backing of, of live venues that seems to have bucked the trend of even major centres like the Manchester's, Liverpool's, New York's, and LA's are having clubs shut down quite regimentally. Toronto seems to still thrive. Now, uh, I just wondered because uh, there, there's a vibrant music scene in Toronto. There's never not been one, but. Are there any bands that you'd like to name drop that you think we should be aware of that we perhaps aren't at the moment? Well, there would be um, our friends uh, in the band Forest. They, they spell their name in an odd way, so it's, it's F, um, X, uh, oh man, if I can do it off the top of my head, it's hard because they use a lot of like weird characters. It's a very stylized spelling. Um, okay, X, well. X, R, V, V, uh, no, what is, it? is this a is this a conscious effort not to be found? Well, I always say that to them. I'm like, you know, it's cool that you're doing something unique there, but a lot of people aren't going to be able to, to find you. So who knows if that's going to last for them? But I think it's F X R R V S T Forest. But they're 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 cool. They're they're a nice couple of couple of kids here from Toronto. So I definitely recommend them. Um, and you know, some some bands that they're not necessarily up and coming, but I mean. Always is a band that I absolutely oh, adore. Absolutely, I got to, uh, yeah, like I, I got to follow that band from from their early early stages. So, um, yeah, and I, I used to go up to their shows when they were playing very small venues and, and chatted with them. And I, I was even um, temporarily, well, not temporarily, but I was even in a very small way involved with the uh, Archie Marry Me music video because they had a scene where they had a bunch of extras. It was like a party scene that later got cut out, but I got to be in that and. And hang out with the band a bit that day. So yeah, um, yeah, very nice people and and uh, and two just great records. Like I love their latest record, Anti Socialite. Yeah, super. That was very validating when their first record came up because it kind of gave me my cue that ah, okay, people can release green pop and jangle pop and still make a career out of it and still get radio play. So that was very um, encouraging for me when their first record came out. So great, um, great Toronto band there. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, that, I I love them. Played them on the show, and uh, you know, it's just one of those. They're one of the bands that if I had a show every day, I'd play a lot more of them. But we've only got three hours a week. You've got to you've got to mix it it's up true. a little bit. So so uh, so we've got. Uh, well, you've just name dropped two bands with uh, really dodgy spelling, essentially. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, they both do weird things, and I was considering that with actually with Haven, thinking that we might want to do a stylized spelling, and then I decided against it. But now I'm thinking it might be good to. Um, to actually embrace that because unfortunately there is a there's a couple other people using the Haven's name who yes um, now, now I put my stuff out before them for the most part so hoping I'm hoping that counts for something but you know you never know in this day and age and with um, with markets and the way they work and things so we're keeping an eye on that but yeah for now it's just it's just H-A-V-E-N-S but who knows we, we might change something there well of course I mean anyone listening to when you are searching Haven's to, 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 to segregate to segregate Andrew from 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 uh, the the other namesakes is of course you just put in the keyword Toronto and that'll that'll get you to the right havens of course. 
not totally. not the wrong havens, which is which is we're not in the business of uh, promoting the wrong havens. That's for sure. Um, well, that's why I always tell people just just any social media handle for us is just just music by havens. So at music by havens, and and you'll find us. That's it. That's exactly it. Music by Havens, and I think you did the right thing there, actually, with uh, having a decent, a decent stylized URL as, as opposed to Havens One, Havens Two, Havens Three, and Havens, right, uh, yeah. Havens Four. That was the goal there. Thanks. Yeah. Well it, well, it works swimmingly well. So, so we've got we've got a release to look forward to in January. We've got uh, we've got four releases that uh, you lot can buy at musicbyhavens.bandcamp.com right now. I will be playing because I've played I've played Fall in the past, but I'm inclined to, to play it again to surround this interview. Uh, and uh, in as much as uh, I'll, I'll probably play either Daybreak or Peace and Darkness as well uh, to surround the interview. Um, so we've talked about Toronto, we've talked about you, we've talked about uh, the, the scene in general. Are there any bands uh, outside of um, Toronto? Uh, you, you've mentioned obviously a lot of Torontonian talent, of which there is a there is a there is a glut of it, but. Uh, are, are there any bands that you listen to of late um, in, in, in the vein of the bands that you've loved through the 80s and 90s that, that, that you've listened to and said, my goodness me, that is phenomenal? I mean, is there, is there anything out there right now that's blowing your mind? Yeah, there is There is a, a couple of bands I could mention. I mean, one that I, I really wish they were getting just more more exposure right now would be um, would be a band called Line and Circle. And they're from, uh, they're, they're originally from the Midwest, but they're based in... Um, in Los Angeles right now, and okay. I saw them once here in Toronto in 2014, and uh, they've released an album in 2015 called Split Figure, which was fantastic, and they just released a new EP um, just a few months ago, which is also excellent, but they're called Line and Circle, and they're very much like um, like R.E.M. kind of meets, uh, you know, some of the other influences we were talking about, but it's good, like, jangly, kind of like 80s-influenced college rock, but... They put their own spin on it, and you know, lead singer's got a fantastic voice and just very good songs, and the guitars are beautiful. So, Sweet. Well, I'm, um, on, I'm on the Bandcamp page right now. They've got full disclosure, vicious folly, and split figure. They've got three releases, so I'm going to be delving into that. Thank you, sir. And no uh, worries. I, I think we'll quite like it. Yeah. And what? And you said there was one more that you were particularly enamoured with. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, there's probably a few that I could I could rattle off, but but Temples is a band. That oh, I really yeah. Quite like, yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. Sure you know them. Yeah, um, they're I... great. And uh, White Lies, one of my very favorite bands yes. from the UK. They just released a, a new new single just in the past week called Believe It, and yes. that's been on repeat for me right now. Oh, good. So, no, we like a lot of the same yeah. stuff. Tem- Temples, Temples. I mean, are really one of the few bands that. You know, I, I crack on the headphones and, and I listen to Temples, and it's literally I'm being whisked away to 1964. It, it's it's that it's that emotional. It's yeah, it is. It is phenomenal. That's great. It's, it's always it's always a morbid curiosity to know what artists are listening to because you know you get you get the whole the whole gamut. You get to I don't listen to anyone else's music. To you know, <laughs> to absolutely. Yeah, I, I will say I don't get a ton of time to as much as I used to because before I was I was actively doing this. I used to just scour record stores and I used to scour YouTube and Spotify just looking for new and exciting things for me to listen to but once you start getting involved in your own uh, your own projects and not only that but the, the things that I do to support uh, my own music because obviously I'm, I'm not at the level right now where I'm doing this full time so I work a couple other jobs to support it so yes, yes, of course. the time to just chill out and listen to music has kind of gone down but I, there's a few bands that have come into my radar in the last couple of years and one that I found actually just recently in the last week now that you mentioned it is a, is a Manchester band called uh, 
pale waves. Which oh, yeah, they're fantastic, aren't they? Yeah. You know, they're brilliant, yeah. So they're coming to Toronto. I'm hoping I can uh, I can, I can see them. Another band that's coming to Toronto uh, new um, in the next couple of weeks is uh, Wild Nothing. They just released a great new album as well. Yes. On repeat. So now that you mention it, there are probably a few more <laughs> that I can think of. There you go. You're not, you're not as stay-at-home-y as, as you think you are. I mean, this is, this is all good stuff. I was actually just, yeah, uh, I was just uh, before talking to you, I was, uh, I was having a chat with um, with Kevin Haskins, uh, you know, Bauhaus, Love and Rockets, etc., talking about this new TV venture that he's oh, got, wow. and we were both, we both touched upon our age being very similar ages and how we, uh, you know, we love we love the idea of going to gigs, but uh, they're not as commonplace in terms of me visiting as they used to be because when you when you crack a half century. <laughs> things seem to change whereby that settee and Netflix looks immediately endearing at 11 o'clock at night as opposed to hopping in a car and going to a gig despite loving yeah. the band but uh, you, you, you I can surmise by the photos I've seen of you are a lot younger than me so you've got a good few years yet of, 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 of getting out <laughs> there I'm not quite there yet I guess but I guess I've got that to, uh, to look forward to and to contend with but um, yeah I will say that uh, I used to go to a ton of shows like when I was in high school, certainly when I was in uh, even just after, in college and just after college, I had a, I had a lot of time to go out to shows and to go out record shopping and things like that. But now it's um, it's a matter of saving money to put towards uh, Havens because recording and promotion costs are not uh, cheap, as we know. So of most of my my money goes to that, and, and most of my time goes into uh, either either being in the studio or, or promotion or or when I'm not doing that, I, I working my the couple jobs that I that I work during the day to to fund all of that so and, and a lot of those jobs take me right into the evening so uh, usually I don't have um, just the time off to go see shows which is infuriating because I get a lot out of seeing live bands yeah I really do yeah yeah well you've got a healthy mix up because you, you can't be um, yeah, you can't be in the audience and creating uh, uh, all the time you've got to, you've got to mix it up a bit because your primary obligations of course is, is, is the band and uh, that's a big deal. A lot of people don't quite understand if you're doing your own self-promotion and recording and funding it yourself, it, it becomes your life and it's, it's, it's a big, big deal, which is why I'm very happy for you that you're gaining some momentum because you deserve it with your music and hopefully guys like me can help you a little bit along the way by hopefully making more people hear, hear the material and then parting with their hard-earned money to support you. That's the whole bloody point of doing this. Yeah, well, well, that's just it, and you know, I'm so appreciative to um, anybody who not only takes the time to listen and check it out, but anybody um, like yourself who, who who takes an interest in doing anything to to promote and, and believe in the music. And uh, on some level, it's um, it's of course very very honoring and very very humbling for me as uh, as the artist to put things out and even get a, a small response like that right now. And um, like like you said, the good thing is is that the the response keeps growing with each release. So it does. Um, that's that's always nice to see things growing, even if it's still at the the small level right now. It's kind of a nice place to be. So I'm just enjoying it while I have it because uh, I do feel pretty confident about it. I think we're we're making the smart decisions here, my my producer and I, and my publicist, the small team that I have. And I think over over the next year or so, I think we're 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 on track for some for some positive momentum and. I think it's only a matter of time before something clicks on, on a bit of a larger scale. But I'm not trying to rush anything. I'm, I'm just trying to put out the, the best songs that I can, play the best shows that I can, and work with um, work with talented people. And um, yeah, hopefully things uh, take off in, in the right way in the next little while. Well, I'm sure I'm sure things are going to progress nicely because you've got the right you've got the work the work ethic down. You're not you're not expecting miracles and just waiting for the, the mountain to come to Muhammad. You're out there you're out there working it. I've got I've got one last question for you. And if you do listen to the program. 
or have started to, you will appreciate that I ask everybody the same question at the end of, the, end of their interview. And it is, conceivably, Havens is playing Ottawa at any number of cool locations here, by the way. Uh, and um, you've got a nice hot beverage in your hand and I come out with the magic biscuit tin. And I say, Andrew, you can choose any biscuit slash cookie or derivative from God's green earth. What would you choose? Okay, so any any biscuit at all? Yeah. Okay, let me see. What would I like? Um, well, in terms of the stuff that's like just garbage off the shelf from the grocery store, I would say uh, I would say Oreos. Yeah. And um, in terms of just something really good, uh, I, I would I would pick probably my mom's um, my mom's shortbread or chocolate chip cookies. That that'd be what I'd pick. Gotcha. That's great. I've got, as I as I mentioned to most, I've got this very. Uh, I take biscuits very seriously, and I think everybody else should. And most most people do, thankfully. But I've got this infographic and this little. Uh, feature I call the magic biscuit tin so um, it, it's it's just a little uh, little thing that runs in parallel with the program to, to, to place prominence on the importance of biscuits culturally anyway you either, I, will, I will check that out That's well I'll be sure I'll be sure to send I'll be sure to send you an updated infographic either way so don't worry about that you will you will be there amidst pretty good company I'm pretty sure of that but in, 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 the mean, in the meantime, it's been a pleasure and um, I look forward to the new material. Make sure that you know you keep me in the loop with stuff that's coming out and I'll be sure to share it with everybody. Uh, in, the meantime, yeah, in, in, in the meantime, enjoy uh, wearing uh, all those wonderful things in your wardrobe you've not been able to wear for the past seven or eight months and hopefully we can uh, talk soon. Yeah, yes, yeah, likewise, sir. Um, thanks so much for, uh, for having me on, Dara, and it was a pleasure speaking with you and yes, I hope we can do it again soon and um, all the best to uh, all of your listeners today. Magic, magic, and we share the same sentiment. Right back at you. Talk soon. Take care. Take care. Cheers. Ciao. Bye. Right, so you're all able to answer skill testing questions pertaining to Havens and Andrew Begg? I'm sure you are. Um, anyway, let's hear one more song by, uh, by Andrew, and uh, let's hear a single from May this year, Peace in Darkness. <laughs>
The Mighty Lemon Drops, Upside Down, one of two tracks which I'm going to be playing off our Essential Wax this week, our must-have LP, The Mighty Lemon Drops. Before I get into more detail, let's uh, let's wrap up what uh, we heard before that, and that was the second song by Havens, a single from May this year. And prior to hearing Upside Down by The Mighty Lemon Drops, we heard Peace in Darkness, the second of two songs by Havens from Toronto, a single from May earlier this year. Uh, Musicbyhavens.bandcamp.com to keep track of everything that Andrew is producing. Let's hope for a a full-length record in the not-too-distant future. Cheers, Andrew. That was a a top chat, and I hope you enjoyed it. You lot, some Torontonian pop there for you. And uh, let's get back to The Mighty Lemon Drops, our essential wax this week. And I did mention that we heard Upside Down, a single pulled off the record. It's their second LP, World Without End, released in 1988 on Sire Records and uh, produced by Tim Palmer, who has a CV as long as my arm. Sounds a bit dodgy, that, doesn't it? Um, They're uh, originally called the Sherbet Monsters, and uh, they formed in 85 in Wolverhampton, which is uh, where the majority of my wife's uh, family are from, from the Black Country. They all speak like that, you see, right? And if you've got any Black Country listeners out there, I'm sorry if I'm doing a bad job, right? Anyway, they're from Wolves, uh, Wolverhampton, and uh, they are rather superb. As I said, this is their second album. Let's see another single off it. Let's hear fall down like the rain.
again by an outfit called 
Cosmic Child. And they're from Singapore. Yeah, Singapore. Uh, that's their, uh, oh, sorry, that's off their second and latest LP, Blue, released earlier this year, I think February. Cosmicchildband.bandcamp.com. Really good gear, that is. I, I highly recommend getting, getting your mitts on this one. Again, Cosmic Child, Cats, Cats and Cats Again. The Mighty Lemon Drops, uh, the second of two tracks that we heard and uh, another single, Fall Down Like the Rain. And that is our essential wax this week. The Mighty Lemon Drops, their second LP, World Without End on Psy Records from 1988. All of uh, the Mighty Lemon Drops LPs are now officially available again through uh, Wounded Bird Records, licensed through Warner with uh, extra tracks and B-sides and liner notes and deluxe this, that and the other. It's worth snagging. And in March uh, 2014, the band released uh, Uptight, which is rather cool on Cherry Red Records. It's uh, an early recordings, 85 to 86 compilation, which is also uh, worth getting your hands on if you're a fan of the Lemon Drops. Now, it's time for some Quick Space Super Sport, but in this uh, case, they are renamed as Quick Space just before their demise. This is from their fourth and final LP.
back on my fortune Tell her I'll tell her I'm the way There will be those days Can't make them go away There are always ways of telling They are crazy about me Grass is what I'm That's Buffalo Tom with their fifth single entitled Fortune Teller. It appears on their second LP, Bird Brain, on Situation 2 Records. And before that, the Lobalong song, the only single off the fourth and last Quickspace LP, The Death of Quickspace, from uh, 2000 on Kitty Kitty Records. Uh, I think it was a Matador in uh, North America that came out on. Previously known as Quickspace Supersport from London. Again, the Lobalong song, the only single off their final LP. And before that, uh, Cosmic Child from uh, from Singapore, Cats, Cats, 
and cats again. I just like saying that, can't help it. Now, we're fast approaching the end of programme. And uh, before we do, though, I've got to play you a couple of songs by the mighty Venus Flytrap, which I'm going to start with uh, with uh, one of two tracks that uh, Alex Novak has chosen. going to start off with Vitesse, then I'm going to have a chat uh, with Alex, and uh, we're going to learn a lot about Northampton and what he's been up to, uh, formerly uh, with the religious overdose, attrition and the tempest. Uh, very, very involved in the whole echelon of music is uh, Alex, and a very interesting chap to boot. So uh, you're going to be uh, the recipients, the beneficiaries of a nice chat that I had with him in about five minutes' time. But before we do, here's Vitesse.
chosen by Alex. That is Vitesse, an LP track off the latest brand new and third LP by the Venus Flytrap entitled Icon. Right then, so over to me and Alex for, uh, for a chat and I'll be back uh, after, after the interview for uh, one more song to share with you before I say my goodbyes. Hello. Hello, is this Alex? Hello. Yes, hello. Yeah, it's Alex. Alex, how are you doing? It's Dara calling from Near Perfect Pitch. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Thanks very much. All things considered, it's a, it's a lot earlier here than it is where you are. Are you uh, safely tucked away in Northampton somewhere? Yeah, yeah, I've just come home from working in my shop, record shop. Fantastic. And how was how was the day? Any, any hopefully some tasteful people past the threshold? Yeah, it's okay today. Yeah, it's been all right. Um, and then I'm DJing this evening as part of this. Uh, Yeah, it's a busy few days for you. It's been a busy time for you, actually. Well, I'm well, talking about Bauhaus. I had uh, had Kevin Haskins on the show a, a few weeks ago. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We were we were at art school together. Lovely chat. Same, same year. Yeah, it's, uh, I noticed they put put together the uh, the book, the sort of visual book of Bauhaus it's it's a beautiful piece i mean i mean i'm not i'm not one of these coffee table uh, publication aficionados but this this particular publication is uh, even if you only had a fleeting interest in bauhaus it's been beautifully put together yeah it's just visually it's great i mean i do like those kind of books anyway because obviously i come from a graphic design background so i like i like the kind of visual side yeah 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 so the less the less words the better huh? Yeah, yeah, this is, oh, we're rolling, it's, 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 this is one of the most candid interviews you'll ever have, it's, uh, it's very organic and it's, it's just, it's going to be lateral all over the place and that, that's, I think that's what oh, makes okay. it, that's what makes well, it. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was saying that, well, obviously Bauhaus, uh, I've got a strong art school connection with both, well, Kevin was at art school and Danny and David Jay were both in the, in the same place as me. I think Danny and David were a couple of years uh, ahead, basically. Yeah, and, and you've also, so, you also, I mean, you're, you're fairly ensconced in, in, in I, I forgive the vernacular, but, you know, the Northampton scene, it makes it sound like it's Greenwich Village, but, um, I mean, I know that, I know that you're also, you're also uh, friendly with, with Mr. Fish as well, and have worked with Pat in the past, and, and Pat's, Pat's a mainstay on this show. I mean, he's um, anything anything that Pat Fish does, uh, I, I'm all over it. And it, it just seems to me that, that Northampton tends to look after its own, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting group of people. You've got also you've got Alan Moore, who's uh, a big Northamptonite. Uh, but it's quite a, quite a weird little selection of people kind of in one place. But, uh, yeah, it make, makes it interesting. Absolutely. And it seems to me like you're all sort of a fairly cooperative and, and, and communal and, and, and you're like to sort of help each other. It seems, I mean, I've only been to Northampton a handful of times and uh, 
With all due respect, it seemed a little bit sleepy to me, but I suppose if you're in the know, you know what's going on. Yeah, it's, it's a big town, but I, I think for alternative stuff, you, you kind of got to know the people who are involved and then you find out about these things. I think it's a lot like a lot of other Midlands towns. You've got the sort of mass culture and then you've got the more underground scene, which is kind of, yes, kind of a look a bit further. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, also, I spent a lot of time in the Midlands. Uh, I went to Loughborough Grammar and you know Leicester and Nottingham are obviously bigger towns, but it's a very similar, very similar sort of uh, setup, if you like, to Northampton. Northampton's probably uh, Leicester light or Nottingham light. Uh, but but uh, I digress. Yeah, I digress. They are very similar, Leicester and Nottingham. Yeah, I mean, there's the same with Leicester and Nottingham. There's one major venue, and then there's a lot of sort of smaller places that are kind of Doing the right thing. Um, of course, of course, and we all hope that these these venues. I mean, no one is immune nowadays from from venues closing down. Whether you're New York, Chicago, London, Munich, or what have you, and um, uh, it sounds it sounds almost uh, overly grateful. But the very fact that you've still got uh, a, a handful of good venues uh, does bode well, because even even the larger centres are losing them in droves. Yeah, I think the problem is uh, we've got big venues, the big venue. Um, We've got a lot of smaller venues, but it's, it's the uh, medium-sized ones that we're a bit lacking. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's plenty of room for smaller bands, and there's room for big bands, but it's the ones in between that kind of, I suppose, you, you're sort of 300-plus sort of capacity venues yeah. that what lacking. Yeah, but that seems to be that seems to be uh, systemic. Unfortunately, it seems to be everywhere. Um, now, now let's let's talk about you. We've talked about Northampton. And now you, you, yeah, I mean, and it's a, it's a lovely place. If I if I work for the Northampton Board of Tourism, go and visit Northampton. Uh, if for no other reason, then check out the music scene. But having said that, let's talk about you. I mean, you, you, you've been you've you've been busy of late, of course. But in terms of having a, a piece of work to showcase, it's been the best part of ten years, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I guess in between, uh, well, obviously. Uh, the guitarist has got has had a kid in between as well, so yeah. kind of put things back a bit. And obviously, it, it just seems to take longer to to sit down and write something and then produce it. I mean, we we've used a lot more technology, and the thing with technology is it's great, but also it, it's a, you have to kind of be a, a bit strict on yourself because there's so many different ways you can go. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a blessing, but also it's a it's a kind of curse as well. What? Hello. Yeah, I'm still here. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm no, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening intently. Now, this this the okay. new the new, the new record. The new record's beautiful. I, I, I've lucky to have had it in my hot little hands for quite some time now, and given it several listens. Um, yeah, we yeah we spent quite a bit of time on mixing it, so. Uh, between us and uh, Martin from Attrition. Yes. It's gone back and forwards quite a few times. Uh, so how, how many on. how many renditions did you actually go through then, uh, Alex, to, to actually come to the final the final I icon? I think uh, I think some of the mixes were up to about twenty six or something like that. Blimey. So <laughs> what do you yeah. put that down to? Being is that down to being uh, overly pedantic? What's that? What do you attribute that to? Well. Um, 
always going to tweak things. <laughs> As I said, because it's all electronic. Yeah. A lot of it's electronic. And when you when you do one thing, it kind of upsets something else. Yes. So you have to have to change it slightly. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Definitely. But the thing is, we wanted. I mean, we wanted to make it the best we we could, really. So it was worth kind of going through that. So it's a process that you, you you're okay with, and you appreciate that it is. It just is what it is. Although I loathe that expression, it is it's, it's how you work. Yeah, I mean it's very different to a band where a band would learn a group of songs, um, they'd go into the studio and basically lay the whole thing down, you know, put it down, and then do the other With this, you have to build a track from kind of from nothing, yeah. and then yeah. build it from there. Yeah, I, I can certainly appreciate that. When you're talking in the realms of electronic, it's certainly different. Certainly a different, different yeah. uh, path to, to completion. Now, the record itself—it's one of those rare albums where, of course, um, it, it has a title, uh, but the title is also a song, and the song is also the lead track. And, and uh, I can count on one hand albums that, that adhere to that kind of criteria. But what was the methodology behind that, or was it just sort of uh, unwittingly done? I do. I, I do. Yeah, <laughs> the listeners might not, but I, I, I think I'm with you. Uh, well, I can't obviously. The first track is kind of referencing Warhol and yeah. the whole kind of uh, modern uh, way that we've kind of made people into icons or legends and all that kind of modern sort of twist on essentially what is a religious uh, motif. Icon is originally a, a religious uh, picture or a painting or yes. a symbol, yeah. Yeah. So, so it start, that's where it's the start is. And this is why like, the, end, the end is kind of like the beginning. The last track kind of deals with uh, how, 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 how people, you know, before, before Christianity, pre-Christianity, you know, you're probably pre any kind of religion, yeah. how they how they worked out the world, you know, what was going on, and then they kind of put a human stamp on it. I mean, a lot of early religions use male and female gods and goddesses, and they kind of, that's been put onto nature. Yes. And you're thinking, well, and this is what is, is God and all this, is that, something that uh, man has come up with with his imagination, you know, that that is the question which then that kind of goes back to, you know, that uh, we're kind of doing it in a way, creating, well, I mean, a good example, screen goddesses and idols, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, it seems to me that mankind, since, since the beginning of time, has always, has always defaulted to convenient storytelling. And... This 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 album is is, is is steeped in mythology, and is mythology something that that uh, has, has tickled your fancy prior to this record? Is it something that, that you've always been interested in, or is it something that, that you became interested in a timely manner, and then was the catalyst for the record? No, it's, it's always been an interest uh, alongside other things, but uh, yeah, I mean, but you, you can see myths uh, and stuff being used in, in film in, in films all the time, and. Uh, and the Greeks said there's only kind of three kinds of stories, you know, so 
Um, but I think I think it's a, that that kind of storytelling is a big influence on films. You know, the especially the Greek and Greek myths and things like that, legends. Um, but yeah, I mean, even even going back to when I first started the band, uh, thinking of, think of a name, I like the idea of being flytrap. A, it's a plant that eats an animal. Yeah, so it's a carnivorous animal, plant, isn't it? Yeah, you, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah gross. Then, then you've got the connections with the planets and science fiction. Yes. And then obviously the, the planets have been named after gods, you know, ancient gods. Yes. Like Mars, Venus, and all, you know, these are all being... Uh, there's a lot of different... Uh, imagery you can use and draw upon for sort of ideas lyrically as well. Oh, I'm sure it's an endless, endless source of uh, of content. That's for sure. Uh, and is it? I, th- I think I've, I've read on several occasions that, that uh, uh, you, you you deem yourself a, a creator of imaginary films for the mind. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, I try I try and get the list to, to kind of get involved as well. You know, it's not literal. Yes. Not, not all, everything that's said is not literal. It's kind of giving space. Yourself, in terms of your, your steeped career, you, you, you've taken the stage with a lot of. Uh, I'd, I'd hasten to say, uh, well, I'm looking. I'm looking through a very uh, diverse list that I put together here. You know, ranging ranging from from what you probably call the goth to the to the post punk to the uh, to the indie. Everyone from Christian Death to Red Lorry, Hello Lorry to New Model Army to Spaceman Three to even even. The, the, those mad cat lunatic sultans of ping you've been on uh, on, on stage with is is anyone yeah, yeah. is is there anybody that you <clears throat> haven't performed with um, to date that, that you'd like to uh, to share a bill with because I, I look at this and it's such a wonderfully diverse roster of of of, of, uh, of talent here and I think I've got records by just about well by all of them I'm, as I'm looking down this lengthy list and it, it is a very diverse array of, of, of musicianship here. I mean, yeah, obviously, I think it's quite difficult to pigeonhole. We never kind of fit into one particular <coughs> thing very well. So we 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 have played with quite a diverse group bands, but that, that's probably going back to a, uh, a period where where bands who were on the same bill were, were more diverse. That yes, people would listen to a lot of different stuff. It's probably less so now, but. Um, it, it certainly uh, there was a period where you would end up supporting uh, you know, bands that not necessarily would fit exactly with what you're doing. But, yeah. Um, whether that, whether that, I mean, to me, it's you have an audience, then you kind of have to kind of react to that. Of course, of course. In your in, in your life too. I mean, you are you are subject to. Uh, well, your ears are subject to music just about all the time. I mean, you run, you run the shop, of course, and, and I would expect that uh, that is uh, a 
wonderful opportunity. I mean, uh, I, I certainly enjoyed working in record shops in, in my day, not, not for, certainly not for the pay. It was the ability and the, the opportunity to listen to lots of records. I mean, let, let's be honest. Um, I, know, and I know that you're, you're DJing uh, an awful lot. Uh, and I know that you attend a lot of gigs as well. Um, is, is there anyone that, that you could actually champion yourself? Because, I mean, you're so immersed in it. But, I mean, let's say conceivably you, you walk into the shop on Monday morning and you want to crack on a record for the punters. What, you know, what are you throwing on? Well, um, I think I think I, I try and see as many bands as I possibly can. I mean, I do put on stuff as well. If, if, if I like something, I tend to I tend to put it on. We, I mean, we played the Primevals a few weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, part of that was to put them on and see the band and I put on Martin Atkins as well right uh, about a month ago doing, well basically doing a talk about repeal the time he was repeal yeah um, yeah if, if I like a band I tend to kind of put on I have put a lot of local bands on and other bits and pieces it just depends what comes up every week there's something sort of interesting or if, if, if I like the look of them I'll, I'll, I'll Put them on. I did go and see a band called MVPs last night, and then there was um, a couple of other bands the other week. So, so I, I get to hear a lot of music. I mean, in the shop, I tend to have uh, Radio Six on, which is you know just I like I like the eclectic selection and stuff. So you you actually crack on Radio Six in in in, in the shop, and yeah. that. that, that... DJ like and I kind of play you know I'm kind of picking it yeah I like the fact that somebody else is in control and they can pick it <laughs> yeah and, and they've, they've got reasonably good taste so it takes the pressure off you right yeah yeah that's cool yeah, I mean plus they're going to play you know I mean stuff I've heard with like the idols and uh, things like that recently I yeah I, I, they, they, they do do have a nice kind of balance between older stuff and new, but also discovering older stuff that would be missed out on. Yeah, well, I think you'd like... I think you might like my programme that you're going to be on. So, uh, yeah, it's it's about the most Radio 6 thing that isn't Radio 6, but, of course, that's not my flag-flying elevator pitch, but that's kind of an analogy. Um... Now, now, the record itself, I mean, you've landed on Glass Modern, which is, is turning into a really, really... I'll use a, a, some vernacular from over this side of the pond, a kick-ass label. It, it's really developing... A, yeah, yeah. It's a great little I roster. Mean, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's quite a full circle for me again. Yeah. <laughs> one, of my, one of my first bands, uh, in fact, one of their first releases of Glass Records was Religious Hotos. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so it's, in a way, it's kind of coming home again. And, yeah, the stuff he's doing is not only just doing kind of reissues and stuff, he's doing a lot of new stuff, but the artists he's gathering together, that's a great stuff. It's just, I think it is going to be one of the best labels around, I think, in a, in a few years. Well, because I know, I know he's getting other people coming in as well that he's going to be doing in the future, so... It could be really interesting. Well, I'm watching it with intent and, and buying the vast majority of uh, of the works because it's it's just one of those. It's like the good old days. It's when it's, it's when you envelop a label, and then then you just basically by virtue of a 
your, your beginnings of the relationship, you then you just then trust them by default. It's 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 one of those type labels because you know everything David J to yourself. I mean, I mean, who would who would have thought to re-release the first Velvet Crush record? It's 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 just great. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's 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 slowly building, and uh, I'm really happy for all concerned because I think it's it's organic momentum, and I think they're not growing for the sake of growth. They're they're just doing it on their own terms, which is rather nice to to, to witness. And he, he's, he's a real music enthusiast. If he likes it. Well, that's you know, that's the ethic of, of the true record label uh, mantra, but unfortunately, it's not emulated by, by all concerned. But in this case, it, it certainly is. Now, let's, let's let's revert back to the record itself, because as, as I listen to as I listen to the album, um, I, I I do I do sense a, a sense of sequence in terms of how you track listed the record. Now, now, now the, the the songs concerned. How long were they in the can before you actually started to record them? Are these old songs or are these relatively new within the last two, three years? Well, they, you know, they were specifically written for the album, basically. So, they, yeah, they're all relatively new. Um, and they've not been kicking yeah, around somewhere for, for years and you've rekindled it. This is all specifically written for this project. No, no, this is like, written the last sort of three years. So I guess we sat down and uh, worked, worked new tracks out, yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the, the current band right now, it's quite a, it's quite a large conglomerate. Um, is it, is it safe to say that you will continue to work with these, uh, with these people? Uh, I was going to say chaps. Well, it's but just, it, well it's, essentially, it's just me and Andy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Just wondering, because I, I I was just wondering in particular who who Sylvie Denton is, the, the spoken word uh, uh, contributor. Oh, that's, uh, that's Andy's wife. Uh, that's Andy's wife. Uh, Anthony's wife. Yeah. Oh, and Andy's wife, not Anthony. Okay, because I'm getting confused because there's uh, three. Oh, this... uh, yeah, Sylvie's is uh, Andy's wife, and Anthony is uh, Andy's son. Okay, I'm trying so trying to put together okay. this uh, trying to put together this family tree to try and make sense of everything. What's 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 next on the agenda for you in, in terms of your per, personal repertoire? Are, are you in, in the studio to record uh, anything else forthcoming? Is is there any other works under different guises, or, or are you going to be working hard to to promote this brilliant record for the foreseeable? Well, we'll be going out playing and basically promoting this record. That's, that's the next, I think, next year really. Any um, any new material? There's been, there's been quite a few reissues in the last years. One of my other bands, The Tempest, that was reissued. Yes. Not that long ago. I think the next thing is probably going to do the best of the Inslife Rap, plus my own sort of other offshoots, like obviously religious overdose, Tempest. Uh, I spent a bit of time with attrition. Right. And then there was another side project, No Mistake Conspiracy, and there's a few other bits and bobs. So it's tying it all together. Well, you are. You are. You are one of those people, though, with all due respect, who are really hard to follow. If people, if people are, you know, enamoured with your works, which thousands are, um, 
they've got to they've got to keep close tabs on you through your social media and, and, and follow you verbatim because you are you are quite a, quite a busy chap. Yeah, uh, but it all kind of uh, it all intertwined. Yeah, the shop. DJing and promoting sort of help each other because if you're promoting stuff for DJing, you kind of you're promoting the shop as well and promoting the record shop at the same time. So it it helps and obviously doing a shop and gigs, I can help with the band. I can get gigs and then I can uh, try and get if, if we're doing stuff with other people and I can help them. It's more cooperating. Yeah, well, it seems like a perpetual, perpetual networking, Alex, it seems to be. Yeah, well, it's the kind of DIY ethic, isn't it? If you haven't got loads of budget, you've got to kind of have to work with other people and hopefully when they're helping you out, you help them out yes. so they can get... I mean, the, the classic example is just, you know, get, doing a gig with somebody and then you kind of try and get them to, know, to your own town so there's a kind of... they get... Yeah. To a new audience, you get to a new audience. So, a bit of, a bit of the old DIY ethic. It's lovely. No, it is, it, it, and it comes true. I mean, it's, it's a DIY DIY cooperative e ethic, and uh, and it, and, it, and it does does sort of manifest itself as being kind of blatant to, to, to the outsider looking in. You know, another thing I'm, I'm really curious about because because I've got a my background is you know is music of course, but also my my token degree is in uh, is in fine art. Uh, I love the cover. Okay. I love the starkness of um, of the cover. I, I know that um, it, it's your works, but was it something that you uh, did you did you did you sort of struggle with it, or was it something that you said oh, that's it? Is it something that you knew was was synonymous with with, with the the audible aspects of the pro of well of the final product? I mean, did you think it was that complementary to the sound? Well, I mean, I've been. Uh, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've said about the graphics. But I did a BA in photography as well. Yeah. And I've kind of, kind of on and off just taking pictures and taking pictures. And, um, and I did have all these pictures and we, we went through and pick which ones we were going to use. And I, I quite like the, because uh, it's a mannequin. Yeah. And the thing with a mannequin, it's kind of a bit like a statue. It's a modern version of a statue, I guess, or a statue. And the fact is that that is that's not a real person. That's an that's an ideal idealized person. But that that's, that's quite odd in itself. And some of it, some of the songs kind of relate to that kind of yeah, sort of android kind of thing. So the fact that 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 object will never age, uh, it's kind of caught in time. Um, it's it's just it's just one of those images that that I've had this conversation with, with countless artists, but you know, it was back in the day. It, it would be something that if I didn't know didn't know you know a single jot about Venus Flytrap or you, and I saw this in the you know in the LP bin as a new release, I'd be tempted to buy it just by virtue of its aesthetic. And I know that you understand yeah, where I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. I mean, I, there's countless albums I bought because I thought, oh, that was interesting. That's it. There's probably a good chance it's going to be interesting. Well, absolutely. I mean, so one out of every three records I bought in my youth was probably that way because half the time you hadn't heard what you were buying, so you were just taking a you know yeah. taking a punt on something, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, you kind of uh, something appealing in the choice of 
choice of image part of owl, I guess. Yeah, and it's not a million miles away from what we're talking about with glass modern and glass in terms of, you know, you, you tend to trust a label and some, you know, I always harp back to 4AD and 23 Envelope being the most blatant example, but, you know, creation was very much the same, so was food records, so are a lot of the indies in terms of taking due care and attention with the aesthetic to, to, to complement the, uh, yeah. the, the music, which, to me, that makes intrinsic sense, but it's not the norm, as you well know. No, the norm is just back out. It's, uh, yeah, it, it, there is a connection between, a strong connection between art and music. That's often ignored, but in this instance, yeah, yeah, but in this instance, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's done beautifully. So, I wanted to ask you, um, could I ask you, because I'm, well, I'm an innately lazy bugger, but, uh, could I ask you to choose two songs for me to play to surround the in the interview from the record? Because I mean, I could easily choose one, you know, two of the nine songs, but I I I'm hoping that you could choose the two you'd like me to play. Uh, Vitesse and Puppet. Got you. Because well, they're quite different. They are. They are, and they're also just just over three minutes. They're kind of uh, punchy as well. Um, but yeah, they're two entirely different tracks. Yeah, great. I'm glad that you chose those two. Not, not that I'd have been disappointed if you'd chosen other two, but uh, I, I understand why you've chosen them, put it that way. Um, and I've got one last question for you, if you don't mind, and it's something I ask everybody, um, and it's completely off kilter. It's got nothing to do with music or, or the aesthetic or anything remotely related. Well, I suppose it might do, depending on your, your line of thought. Conceivably, you're around my place uh, after a successful gig here, and you've got a nice hot bevy in your hand. And I come out of the pantry with the magic biscuit tin, and I say, Alex, you can choose any biscuit from uh, the biscuit universe. What would you choose? Well, that's a biscuit one, isn't it? It is. It usually uh, stumps most people. <laughs> uh, a ginger snack. Wow, okay, fantastic. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, business, you know, we've been talking about a lot of intrinsically integral, important aspects of the music industry. Biscuits have got now to do with it, but they are... I'm sure that something to psychologists. Ah, well, I mean, biscuit, all I'm trying to say is that biscuits are a serious business, and, and by virtue of your pondering it and, and taking it seriously, I think I've proven well, my point. Right. There's a lot of tea and biscuits with, with uh, producing records. Well, especially, especially if you're going through 26 renditions, yeah, that's a lot of bickies. It's a lot of bickies. So I, I'm just delighted to be able to talk to you and to, and to showcase to showcase this record to, to the listenership. And um, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, playing those two songs and and and, and keeping track of, of what goes on with you uh, in, in in the coming months. I, I wish you the very best of luck. And and hopefully with the next release we can reconvene and then uh, map map what you've been doing in the interim. Okay, that'd be great. Yeah. All right. Well, send me the the links and whatever, and I'll share it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I will most definitely do that. You'll be getting those on uh, on Monday. Right. All the very best, Alex. Yeah, thanks for that. My pleasure. Bye. Take care. Bye. We're all well versed with the cultural nuances of, of, of Northampton and uh, all that pertains to Alex Novak. I should hope so. Thanks, Alex. That was a, a top chat, and uh, hopefully you lot are enamoured enough to, uh, to go and buy the record. Let's hear another song that can hopefully entice you even more. It's Puppet. <laughs>
the Venus Flytrap. That's Puppet. And that's the second of two songs that you've heard off the third LP, the brand new LP that we were chatting to and alluding to in the interview just prior to the song, entitled Icon. Glassmodern.bandcamp.com is where you need to go to get all of uh, Alex Novak's The Venus Flytrap material. That is a wrap for uh, number 108 of Near Perfect Pitch. Seemed like a long time. I'm here at a, a very different time uh, to, to usual. I'm usually here on a Sunday, but I'm here on a, on a weekday evening. And it's about 11 o'clock here. And um, it's quiet as a mouse, which is kind of eerie. I'm not used to this. It's usually kind of hustle bustle when I'm here recording the programme on, on, on the Sabbath. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with uh, another cracker, I'd hasten to say, because I'm lucky enough to be speaking to, to Mickey and Moose from, uh, from Piroshka. And uh, amongst other things, I've already been organised enough to playlist some new stuff. And I can even tease you with something because I'm kind of impressed with myself. Um, there's new material by the Catherines, which you'll hear next week, in as much as there's new material by Gary Olson and Na, as well as uh, Caspian Lennox. So there's three for you, and uh, a brand new band from uh, from Britain's northwest called Totem Wolf, and they are superb, and I've got their debut single for you next week as well. In the meantime, though, do me a favour. You all know somebody who could probably use a little bit of a musical enticement, a little bit of a boost, a shot in the arm, as it were. So if you've got someone who's got a poor musical taste or not quite the best, not quite as good as yours, push them in my direction. I'm grateful for any listeners I can get. It's lovely to get email from countries uh, all over the place and getting submissions from bands and artists all over the planet. It's, it's a lovely, lovely thing, and I just want to be able to enforce this sharing thing a little bit more. So the more listeners, the better. So uh, please let everyone know that it's available on every single podcast platform out there there's not one that it's not on really and it's even on spotify so uh, do spread the word thank you so much for devoting another three hours of your very valuable time to me i'll be back next week with uh, with 109 all the best uh, be well and uh, talk soon Ta-ra. <laughs>